0: Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, it's all comedians. Oh my God, it's about time. I need it. I need it for my soul, my comedy soul. Welcome back, Vanessa Fraction. Vanessa is Action Fraction. It's a fitting candle for an intelligent mom, hilarious comedian, actor, writer, television personality and women's empowerment advocate. She was seen as Monisha in Barbershop 2, co co-host Nappy Boy radio podcast with rapper producer T-Pain. And sometimes she guest hosts on the entertainment news television series Dish Nation Fox. Right now, she can be seen in Universal Pictures cinematic musical Praise This. Written and directed by Tina Gordon, produced by Will Packer, Tim Story, James Lopez, and Sharla Sumter. Vanessa is action for action, because when you do the math, Vanessa equals one funny lady. Also, welcome back Akeem Woods. Akeem is the funny little brother you always never wanted. True. Akeem is a regular at the Comedy Cellar here in New York City, a semifinalist on Stand Up NBC has been seen on Kevin Hart's LOL Network and made his television debut on The Late Late Show with James Corden. Also welcome back, Mia Jackson. Mia is a bona fide Georgia peach. That's Georgian for native. And yes, she's our Georgia peach here at Friends Like Us. Mia has been seen at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Atlanta's creative Loafing named her the Critics' Choice Best Stand-Up in the City. And we agree. She tours nationally with Amy Schumer, Mia has comedy specials that have aired on Epic's Comedy Central's This Week at the Comedy Cellar, NBC's Last Comic Standing, and her half hour special debuted on Comedy Central. I'll be headlining at the Comedy Cellar's Fat Black Bar. That's May 22nd at the Fat Black Bar here in New York City. Go to my website, marinafranklin.com for tickets. Also, May 25th, we're doing a fundraiser a defunded school in Harlem. All the information is on my website as well as on my link tree. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto download function for Friends Like Us for Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to patreon backslash friendslikeus. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you we keep going. And now for our golden friends, you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us and be golden merch is available we have t-shirts hoodies coffee mugs face masks tank tops they're all available just go to marinafranklin.com weekly on my youtube channel i go live with my assistant evelyn Frigg, my wacky friend dave jeskow we give updates to the show we shout out fans who leave reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to that comedy show on may 22nd with friends like us it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way tell a friend you know to check us out stay safe wash those dirty little hands wear a mask still if you want to get vaccinated be nice and black lives matter whether it's the larger corporate coffee companies or the small local coffee shop it seems like the coffee choice we have today are over roasted and bitter or under roasted and sour and to top it off bad coffee can be (laughs) really expensive At Mariposa Coffee, they believe you shouldn't need to add cream and sugar to enjoy your coffee. They have a unique roasting process, so their coffee is clean, smooth, fresh, and a tasty that you can drink black. I've had their coffee. I love their coffee. Every time you see me with a coffee mug, know it's their coffee. And at just $12 per pound, you'll have enough money left over to buy eggs or gas or maybe more coffee. What? Say word. More coffee. They offer flavored coffees and decaf coffee of that's what you like. Shop online today at MariposaCoffeeCo.com and enter promo code FranklinFriends10. That's FranklinFriends10 to receive 10% off your first coffee order. That's MariposaCoffeeCo.com for smooth, enjoyable, and affordable coffee. Today we have comedians. It's, it's, been, it's about time. <laughs> I have Vanessa Fraction, Vanessa Safe. Fraction. Who knows how to sing? <laughs> and Akeem Woods. Wait. He likes to tell about his sex escapades because he's a hoe for show. And Nia Jackson. <laughs> Mia Jackson, she's the sweetest peach of Atlanta.
1: So, so Mia yeah. gets. <laughs> wait, so Mia gets to be a sweet peach, but I have to be You're a whore. Home. Okay. You're a whore king, whore shame, shame. Cool, cool, cool.
0: <laughs> and I, I forgot to say, Vanessa, you are in a new a series right now too. I'm right? in a new movie. It's a mm-hmm. movie. Sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'll, I'll receive in the, the
2: series in the name of Jesus. But yes, I'm in a new movie.
0: <laughs> Tell us about
2: the oh, movie. I'm in a really well, awesome movie called Praise This. It's, um, it's uh, available now on Peacock. It's streaming on Peacock. It's an absolutely wonderful movie with some very talented people. It's starring Chloe Bailey, um, Angelica Washington. Uh, Drewski is also in this. Um, uh, gospel... Greats like, um, Jake Carr and Corinne Hawthorne and, um, funny folks like myself, Coco Brown, uh, Country Wayne, uh, has a piece in there. Uh, my boy Mike Bless. I like it's really Lauren Lott from American Idol. Tristan Mack Wilds, baby. What's up? Yes. So he's in it as well. <laughs> I didn't have to go so hard on his name, but it's a, a Will Packer production and. Uh, Tina Gordon is the is the director. I believe Tim Story is one of the producers and it's another producer. And and God bless. I forgot their name. Lord have mercy, Jesus. But the point is, it's an awesome story and it's fun. It's for the family. Great music. So download the soundtrack and it's called Praise This on Peacock.
0: Praise. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. We want to see more of Vanessa Fraction everywhere. Definitely. Congratulations. Peacock seems to be doing the best with diversity, by the way. They seem to be the only ones keeping up that that promise am i am i wrong i mean or? i get my peacock
2: on i was uh bel air's on there i was just watching even like queen's court i was watching um some other things you know it's, it's got a lot of good programming on there uh what's the name uh what's it what's it uh something crew what's the name crew i messed that up I, sh- I you can't shout people out and you ain't yeah grand crew my bad grand crew yeah grand crew
0: <laughs> mia for the save What was it like? Did you audition during this time to be on this in this movie? Did you have to do the at home audition? Oh Yeah,
2: I can't remember when that was because we shot it last summer, but it was um, I definitely had to do the auditions at home. I do most of mine, Um, you know, living here in Atlanta. Most of my auditions are through video at this point, but um, I get good response from it. I can't remember the last time I did an in-person audition, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, auditioned like regular, got that call back. And um, I was happy to be working uh scenes with Coco Brown, who was also very funny. And, you know, so just a good experience all around. I love getting work. <laughs> That's awesome. Did they film in Atlanta, too? They did. They did. They filmed in Atlanta, and it was super hot. Uh <laughs> But a really good, a good set, good crew, worked with a lot of people I've worked with before, you know, it's I, I promise I just love working. So no matter what it is, and again, good production and good people. So one of those stories of a young lady that is, um, uh, she wants to be in the music industry, but she's a little racy, as you will. She of that life, you know, but she ends up living with her uncle and aunt and having a cousin that's into, um, what is it, gospel competitions. And then she ends up getting a little gift from the Lord, if you will. Oh, and Quavo is in it, too, from the uh, from Amigos, Migos. So it's really, yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's real cute. Real cute. Yeah.
0: Aww. It's a lot coming out of Atlanta.
2: Good stuff out of
3: here, yeah.
0: Mia, do you sometimes go, why am I in New York? <laughs> or maybe I should go back? I,
3: I'm in every day now. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've, the past few months, I've been like, should I
2: return? You've been doing a really good job in New York, though.
0: Yes, you have.
3: Look, I'm just, I'm trying. You know, but yeah, but there are times where I'm like that pull just because my family's still in Georgia where I just want to be, you know. And my sister just had a baby, so I'm kind of like oh. I want to see the baby all the time, you know, that kind of thing. So, but just yeah, that's that's but but yeah, New York is New York is great. Oh,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and I love having Mia here because she also keeps Akeem straight.
1: I mean, as straight as I can be. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: this,
3: this is probably like the second or third time I've been on a pod, podcast
1: to help wrangle Akeem. Listen, guys. Yeah, well, yeah, Akeem, oh, why,
0: why are you out of control?
1: I live a fun life.
0: Amen to that. <laughs>
1: The way God intended. Reckless.
0: How many kills on Fortnite this week?
1: 13 for the game I just played. I was going to send you a picture of it.
0: (laughs) So we all play Fortnite. So true story, like me, Akeem, Yamanika, Mateo. And we all play. It's a very addictive game because it's kind of like a a Fortnite is like uh, the movie What's that movie where they go on an island and they're like young and they fight each other to see who lives? Um, (laughs) Lord of the Rings. No, not Lord of the Rings. Lord of the (laughs) Flies. Lord of the
2: Flies, Chad. Not Lord of the Flies. No,
1: it's called Hunger Games.
2: Hunger (laughs) Games. (laughs) Why did you say Lord
4: of the Rings?
1: However, they all have the same premise. Lord of the Flies like
2: the 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 book. Akeem don't read, Chad.
1: <laughs> yes, I too. Look at this bookshelf. Look at all those books I read. I got
2: books on my shelf too, Ken. Okay. I don't mean I read them. <laughs>
0: I, I know I have books, <laughs> but yeah, Hunger Games is like is Hunger Games for like which is also uh, a book.
1: book. <laughs> Just throw that out when there. When do
0: you have time to read between all of your love affairs and I, sexual wrongs? Oh my
1: god.
2: I, you can read after sex? Yes, you
0: can. I read You them. can read during if you want come to. Come on now,
2: you ain't pumping hard enough. Don't make me come <laughs> give him a good read during sex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I keep uh but you know, I love the fact that you go on Angela Yee's show and you and you you're honest about all of your sex con- I know Look, I, I got like an old so woman funny
1: because I got so many homophobic comics when I, when I, did, when I did her because I did her podcast Lip Service which is a podcast that's like famously about sex so it's not like I was on like a political podcast right. it's like, hey by the way am I here like it's a sex podcast and the amount of homophobic comics I got from all these people I'm like this is a podcast the, the last person on was a woman who was talking about peeing on people but yeah so that, that's family friendly but I'm talking about like sleeping with dudes, and now it's this whole wild taboo. I got so many homophobic comics that I made a video reading the homophobic comments, and it was actually a really funny video to make. But yeah, the comments are wild.
0: What were some of the comments?
1: Um, some of the comments. Some lady, um, some dude said, "I can't, I can't believe you don't like. I can't believe you don't, you don't sleep with women." Um, which is like. Why do you care? That's more women for you. Like, I don't understand why that's even a thing. But then this what made me laugh. He was like, <laughs> he's like, you sleep with men so much that um <laughs> your booty hole won't close back up. <laughs> and I'm like, do you not know how anatomy works? am <laughs> like, that's that's not how a butt works at all.
2: <laughs> he trying to say you got I mean- blowed out.
1: Yeah. I know what he was trying to say, but it didn't even make oh, sense. Also, I didn't but have to say story- that. I'm sorry. So you did <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. But also <laughs> <laughs> the story, the particular story that he was commenting on was a story in which I was the top. So like in that story, it didn't even make sense. Like I wasn't even the oh, one right. getting fucked in that story.
2: <laughs> right. Well, I was watching so, now This is, I'm so sorry to butt in like this, but I was watching 90 day fiance, right? Um, the other way. And they got the gay couple, but one of them is bisexual. But the point I'm trying to make yeah. is you said the top thing and I didn't know this was a thing. They had gotten into a relationship, but both of them are tops. And so yeah. they was both nervous about having to be a bottom. Like they was like trying to resolve how they was going to get married if neither one of them is a bottom in a sense. And so they had kind of agreed like, well, I'll try to be a bottom first and then we'll switch it off. So it was just an interesting R- topic to me. you know. It's
1: interesting. If, if the two tops or two bottoms, it's just like y'all shouldn't be... If y'all end up falling in love, I guess, whatever, but then y'all just have to have an open relationship and then y'all can... Is that
2: what... That's not their solution, Akeem.
1: That's what a lot... I I know some gay men who are both like tops or both bottoms and they just have... They love each other, they gay or whatever, but they have an open relationship, so they have sex with other dudes... Who are the opposite of what they are? So it like no, I understand,
2: sense. but I was just meant yeah. for monogamy sake. They was trying to see like, okay, I'll try to be a bottom for once, and then yeah. you try, you just like, no. I mean, you in the life, not me. I can't say how this should go. No,
1: no, I'm versatile, so okay. I just do. I I do either one. I just
2: wanted you to say I, I just wanted to know family. without asking. <laughs> Thank you. Not fun for the whole family,
0: guys. You're, not for the whole family. You're fucking friendly. Mm. <laughs>
2: That means everybody, ever, everybody, everybody.
0: I
1: mean, <laughs> just everybody. men, obviously. But yeah. Oh no, I didn't
2: know, obviously, because the one dude was bisexual, so he kind of oh, had a thing for a lady, no, but he was marrying I'm, a man, so it was a thing.
1: I'm gold star. I've never had sex. Gold?
2: Before. No, really. Get never. out of town. Uh-uh. Shut up. Mm-mm. Have you ever touched it? Nah.
1: Been close nope. to it. I mean, in proximity, as if as a hug, but not like mm-mm. close. As like it.
2: I mean, like this.
1: No, I've never seen one in real life.
2: <laughs> really?
1: No. I'm
2: so intrigued. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: I've never been interested.
2: I mean, I, I guess if you weren't, why would you? You ain't just run around looking yes. at vaginas.
1: I was just the one I was the type of gay who lied or was like, my girlfriend goes to another school. You stupid. <laughs> That's
2: just my cousin. That's just my good friend. Yeah. We roommates.
1: That's what I, roommates? I lied because I didn't come out until I was twenty six. Okay. So I lied for a long time.
3: Mm. I met you when we were freshly
1: out, right Yeah, you have me, met me when I had just came out. <laughs> you me, think it was fresh out. I was fresh yeah. out the box.
3: Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know because I was like, hey. You ain't know what's on that kid. You deep in it already to have
2: been fresh out. Uh.
0: <laughs> now, you guys, this has been a, a lovely conversation. Oh. I hate to interrupt the flow. Oh. No, no, it's so good. It gave me ch- time to find. No, no. This is so perfect because... Let me tell you something like I've had a lot of guests on that aren't comedians that have been like, you know, experts. So it's just so fun to watch how comedians we just go back and forth with this. And it's just I miss it. So thank you. (laughs) Continue. Actually, and I won't interrupt. I won't put I won't badge block it. How's that? Um, But I do want to get into these topics on. The writers' strike. Now, all of us are in some way involved and affected by this. Mia, you're in a writer's room. I mean, how are you handling? What are you? What is going on? What are you hearing? And what? How is it affecting you? I mean, like it feels like everything is just stopped, you
3: know, or is about to to stop, and it makes me very. You know, sad because I, I just got in the damn union, and I was like, "Of course, this would happen. <laughs> the damn strike would happen the moment I was eligible." Yeah, but I mean, I've been, you know, just like there's a part of me that's like fingers crossed, hopefully, but then also just from the chatter from you know everybody in the streets is just like, "No, it's happening. Like that strike is, it's, it's going down." So what we got so till midnight tonight, yeah, and so. Yeah, so I'm getting you know, getting all the emails and you know. Wait, what um, happens? What happens at midnight?
0: Well, this is the negotiations go on until midnight. Midnight.
3: Yeah. So basically, if they don't come to an agreement, like it's, that's it's that's on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we're for yeah. Like it's it's basically you know like late night shows will be affected. Like any any show that anything based to a lot of people. The View, which
2: is... yeah, there's yeah. in there a couple reality or non-scripted where there's kind of, they say producer, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing where they kind of skates the line or still allowed to kind of, or maybe, I don't know if it's game show yeah. or some kind of reality based.
0: Yeah, game shows are, are non-scripted or animation is not affected by the Writers Guild right. and, you know, like for me, like who was ready to go back out to pitch my show, I can't
1: Oh, how so, long do, do strikes normally last? Until to they agree. agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think what was the one, what was it,
3: 2007, 2008? Was that, then that one was like several months, I believe? I, a long time, but like, that's how like shows like The Apprentice and all that kind of stuff like grew up because the strike was so long that all that unscripted stuff just, that was the
2: content base. And they were like playing reruns so, and stuff at the time, wasn't they? Oh, I was going to ask you, yeah. Marina, because you were saying you can't pitch your show, because I was on the phone last week about that, and I was like, we can't talk about it? I know I can't lift my pen up, and that's fine. I ain't going to type nothing, but we can't talk about it?
0: <laughs> I think you can fix some things. I think, like, you know, like if you have a pitch deck, yeah. you know, maybe,
2: I, I think. That's, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't
0: know for sure, but I think you can't have, like, meetings. Like Cannot have meetings. With production company and stuff like that. I don't think we'll so up. i I, right. I think you could go yeah that's a good question like if you have a pitch that you're working on and you know you go back and forth with the production company on the pitch i think you could practice the pitch possibly during this interim all right but yeah, it, it's we'll really good. with any network that it wants and to then buy. The, yeah
2: that's the yeah i guess if you can't if you don't know when it's over it just all makes sense why are we talking about it right now
0: it's a tricky one because this is also about A.I. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you guys have been understanding what's about to happen with that. But A.I. can write your script for you.
2: Yeah, it's not all that great. The ones I've read from A.I., they, you know, they, they need some them? fixing. Well, no, I've, I've messed with A.I. and stuff like that. It is a good tool, especially when I'm kind of stuck in my brain about which way to go with something. It'll give you a lot of examples on which way to go with something you're like oh okay yeah yeah let me go this way i didn't think about that or something like that that's what i used it for i am um i'm not again um uh deep into the ai you know what i'm saying or whatever to really speak in full about it i do know that like a a guy wrote a book like a children's book that kind of thing but it wasn't without twerking and going back and forth with it and so forth and so on so it's not like i guess i'm saying it's not intelligent enough at this time to really do it in a way that is um you know what, it don't matter because it does it enough that <laughs> the little
1: tweaks, <laughs> I guess. Well, at the same, I think AI is so, I think it takes away the personality of, of writing. Because yeah. it's like, it, even though it's artificial intelligence or whatever, but it doesn't have any actual life experiences. Mm-hmm. So it can't, it's not going to be able to write the stories that we're telling unless you're, unless you're telling like a generic story anyway.
2: Right. Th- th- I, thank you, came It's more generic. That's what I would. Uh, yeah. It can, yeah. But it can trick you though. However, you could, they're learning. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm.
0: They're yeah, learning, but- so they show like how AI can get better at things yeah. like playing chess, playing soccer, hockey. Like they still like AI computers learning how to get better at physical sports.
1: I'm just glad they can't do stand up yet. They can. I don't think they can, cause stand up so. I mean, I think you can do rudimentary type shit, yeah. but stand up is so personal. At least the way that we all do it. It's so mm-hmm. personal that it's like AI doesn't have it can't pull off personal life experiences because it's a fucking machine. Well, that's
0: the problem is they're You're learning like that. AI tries to write scripts in the tone of your voice. So like let's say they want a script written like Akeem Woods would write, AI would get all your information that you have or put out there already and attempt in to write voice. in your tone of voice. So imagine what it can do for jokes. Imagine. Oh, yeah. So think about this, right? While we're out here picketing and, and, and going, we want our rights. AI can write a script in like 30 minutes. So when an executive can go, Y'all can be out there. Because I can tweak
2: this. This good, AI. Thank you. I'm going I'm to add a little ending. I don't like your ending. Let me switch that up. But also, um, and
0: that's Kimmel did a,
2: part. I think it was Kimmel, did a bit um, when we were first talking about all this AI some months ago, where he had um, his people, you know, try to have AI write a, write monologue jokes in tone of Kimmel. And only one of them, I think it was the last one he told, was a little bit where you were like, okay, I can see some potential in that joke, actually. You know what I'm saying? But all the rest mm-hmm. were a little, like you say, generic, convoluted, that type of thing. But you got to think as well that even with writers, you know what I mean? How many jokes do we turn in to late night and they only pick one or two? You know what I mean? So we have that same yeah. uh, 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 room for error, if you will. You know what so, I mean?
1: So basically what what you're saying is we should be picking in A.I.,
2: it's part of the whole uh, machines taking over situation. So I don't know where to jump in. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <clears throat> yeah, you
2: know, cause it, it's coming, right. you know what I mean? Whatever, what was it? A guy was online this morning. There, A story is circulating rather where a concerned parent was like, AI can duplicate your voice. The the, uh, the locks that are open by that or even you calling my kid in my voice and saying, hey, come outside. This is your dad. You know what I'm saying? At this point and just to be solutionary and not tell you problems without thought out solutions, I thought about make sure you have a code word with your kids where only you guys know it. So no matter what voice you hear, if you don't hear strawberries and pickles, you don't bring your ass outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever conversation, you know it's me because I'm always going to end with strawberries and pickles. If I didn't end with that, then that means it wasn't me talking. And it's weird that we have to make these um, accommodations for that type of stuff, but it's out there. He was also saying that you could confess to a crime with my voice. You know what I'm saying? As well as... You know, they even do the deep fake. You know what I'm saying? You'd have to get all in there. So now they got your voice and your face. You know what I mean? And there's so many things that you'd have to pick through if you care to. You might just take that uh, evidence and now you're gone with it. You know what I'm saying? Who's really doing all that, you know, checking? I don't know. So he's just talking about the dangers of it and so forth. And, you know. Well,
1: the
3: king, weren't you chatting with an AI the other
1: day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sending it to... And it just came awesome. it was I was like, asking, yeah. I was asking, am I like who, Who? Like, cause I was curious if it knew who I was. Cause I ain't famous, but I'm like, I'm famous enough to maybe know. So I type, type, type in I'm like, Hey, who's Akeem Woods? It's, like Akeem Woods is a comedian <laughs> uh, in Chicago. I'm like, well, I've never, I'm not from Chicago. And then it gave all these credits and some of the credits were mine. Like I did late night, but then it said I did something in Dubai. I'm like, what are you like projecting? It said that me, it said that Mia was on like a,
3: had a talk a show, lifetime <laughs> movie. It's an like, yeah, it lifetime In the lifetime movie, that I, I hosted something called with Mimosas. I was like, I don't know what. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, it knew who I was. though, but it made up a fake special that
2: I did. But the title was pretty fucking good, so I wrote it down. So I was like, I didn't do it, but I guess you futuristic because I'm finna do it. This shit good, now But yeah.
0: Well. They say that AI, I've said this several times on the show before. And by the way, Stacey's is saying it sounds like AI is the new stranger danger. And there's even a term for when AI inverts something, they call it a hallucination. Yo, oh. Marina, yeah. I just so,
1: typed in yours. It gives your birthday.
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> <life. says>, Listen, <laughs> what year? What year? It,
1: says, it says Marina is an American comedian, actress, and writer. She was born on September 24th. 1974. That's wrong. That's I'm what I'm saying. It says September 24th,
0: 1974. She's younger? Well, yes, like baby. Was, yes, okay. honey. We're going to leave that alone. We're going to leave it alone. They gave me four years. Listen, let me tell you something. AI, I, I've said this on the show before, and I'm sorry to repeat. I know I repeat myself a lot, but they had it on Valentine's Day, an AI holds you know, that when they were testing it on, I guess it's GB chat on Microsoft. Microsoft has the most advanced one, and the one that they were testing with just very few people, not everybody. And the computer was like, I don't know why I'm in this box. I feel like I need to get out and hack some computers. Mm-mm. Like that's what it said. And then it it was telling one person on Valentine's Day, you know what? Maybe you need to leave her because she's mm. not good enough for you and the person was like no I love her no I don't think you understand what <laughs> like they came back it was like no I think you need to you don't get what I'm trying to tell you like it got really aggressive right. so like the thing is is like in times of like suicide you know prevention like a AI may be like, you know what? Maybe the best thing is to mm-hmm. jump. You know, yeah. like that's the thing they're worried about is <clears throat> these these computers getting evolve evolving to the point where they start making decisions for you that are harmful.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to be our own downfall. I mean, we've seen it on all the TV shows, all the movies, the sci-fi movies where like computers like take over. And then it's like then we sit there and we write that movie. And then it gets made, and like this is crazy. And then, then we turn around and do the same shit that they would did in the movie. It's like, dude, we were doing that in the movie. Like everyone that in the movie theater was watching the movie. was like, unplug the machine. Don't go in there. The, the, like exactly. And then they didn't unplug it. And then now we're sitting here in modern time, like, yo, unplug the machine. Like, nah, we gonna keep we gonna doing use it. it. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> so this is what they say for the writer's strike. Just to give some little context. The contract expires May 1st, and that's today. And the WGA held an event this week for writers to make picket signs. That's interesting. I didn't go. People are taking in as many scripts and commencing as many writers' rooms as they can, as they know no one will write when the strike happens. It has been difficult to hire writers or sell projects due to uncertain schedules over the past weeks. According to Film L.A., production in Los Angeles has slowed down drastically over the past three months, dropping 24% compared with the first quarter of last year. After the pandemic, many new writers were left without a clear path in their careers. Shows also began having fewer episodes, making many writers unemployed. The Guild is now trying to set minimum staffing for TV. Writers also want more Residuals, this is important from streaming to help with unemployment, but companies are in no hurry to meet their demands. So like residuals, for example, went down from like where you had a show that had like, I guess uh, not eight episodes, so okay, you're barely good. getting paid <clears throat> um uh, that's that's where it dropped to eight episodes uh, so and guess who's getting rich? Who? WGA calculates that the industry profits have risen from $5 billion in 2000 to annual profits ranging from $28 billion to $30 billion from 2017 to 2021. The industry has paid exorbitant salaries to executives while reporting billions in profits. So...
1: The execs are still making money. Yeah, Always.
0: Always. always. So this is really what it is and here's the thing because I follow the stock market so closely lately all the streaming platforms are struggling. They've just fired people at you know Disney is firing people, Netflix fired people, all of them. Amazon's fired people. So they're it's 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 tricky because they are firing people because they don't have they're in this weird streaming platform where they don't know who's going to do be the best. And they're not really, you know, like Netflix just now they have an ad tier. They're going to start cracking down on subscriptions that they're doing that because they need money. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, they're cracking down like password sharing and and everything, because they're just like, because I mean, because that's the thing, when Netflix was big, it was back in the day, back, I hate saying back in the day, but like, Netflix was like, every everyone was on Netflix. Like, if you got a Netflix special, everyone was going to watch it, because there was only Netflix. Mm-hmm. But now there's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's Peacock, a lot of people are doing the specials on YouTube, there's Amazon, it's like, now there's all these mm-hmm. other platforms, and Netflix is still trying to stay relevant, so now they're just doing anything.
0: Yeah. But... Netflix, by the way, not affected by the strike.
1: Really?
0: Yes, because Netflix, Netflix may be insulated from any immediate impact because of its global focus and access to far-flung production facilities outside um, of the United States.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Now, the strike cost the state an estimated $2.1 billion And tipped its already fragile economy into a recession. So it's just, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all turns out. I mean, overall, this is going to affect the economy. Well, you never think of like, I mean, I and when I started doing comedy, I never thought that my work was going to affect the economy, but it does.
2: I feel more important now. <laughs> Vanessa, you're very Thank important. It sounds like they have the money; they just need some redistribution. You know, yes. just redistribute this. Some of these fairly. billionaires, yeah, give us some these of this exact. money,
1: baby. Some, that's the thing. Some of these people are just too, too greedy. Just too, yeah. too, too greedy. It's like I ain't
2: work, ain't acted. You're just standing on set, going like, oh, that was good. That was good. That was."
3: <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, I'm over here. Stressed out because I'm like I'm like I had to try to write a scene like you didn't have the right to write this scene I'm falling apart y'all you know? like, give me a check. give me what I am worth that's all amen what you deserve yeah you're worth a yes, lot
0: you you Georgia Peach you
1: <laughs> this might mean, this might act, this honestly this this might trickle down to like some of these these comics that are just na- mainly like writing and acting and now that they can't write and act anymore they're gonna start doing like club dates. I mean, that's going to affect me, oh. cause you boy. <laughs> Y'all can't take these right. cupcakes away from me. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to trickle down and affect everybody.
0: Let me tell you, a lot of actors realize how much comics make when they see the off season; they're not making any money, and comics go on the road. Yeah, a lot of actors started to dip their foot into the a lot comedy of arena.
1: A lot of, yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> girl, oh, I hate it, 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 oh, but
2: TI, yes, right?
1: I can't, I uh, there are others,
2: but they, they have tried, uh, you know, Will Smith and got a lot of people got in the game, you know, I work with T-Fan, he did one, but he don't. He didn't want to be a comic comic, yeah. but you know, I'll defend him.
1: I just don't <laughs> like it because it's like. <laughs> Because <laughs> we, cause we don't do it. And I feel like y'all, people should stay in the lane. You don't see us out here trying to drop. I'm not dropping an album. Well, you do have us
2: doing that, you know, um, from uh, Little Duval to Tiffany Haddish to Corey Holcomb to... Um, I just, I just like people that they already kind of showed that interest. Like we know, for instance, um, Craig Robinson. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah. he is a, a musician. You know what I'm saying? So it's not out yeah. of character for him to drop an album or to do that type of stuff, um, in his act or whatever, but it always seems a little, like we seem a little more possessive when it's like, you just doing a money grab. You don't even care about the art. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's when I try not to take it personal, but it's like, I care about the art. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you ain't going to yeah. get I it know. for the love of comedy, then don't you do? And I feel the same with any other genre where they're like, hey, look, if you wasn't 11 years old, beating on the table, waiting for your music degree, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. If you didn't go to, uh, uh, um, Laura, I was about to say the name of this musical school and I forgot, but the point is... Juilliard? No, the other one, uh, um, it don't matter. Point is this oh. in Philly. Boston, Berkley. Berkeley. Thank you so much. Anyway, if you didn't go to the Berkeley School of Music and care about it the way I did and have to fight for a scholarship, don't you peruse your ass into my lane just because you bored and want to, you know, pick up a check and because you popular. And a lot of times <laughs> just because peruse. you're... Into my <laughs> <laughs> over to my lane just because you, you know... No, but then you have that other side that says whatever your creative desires are, whatever. We only live one time that we can remember. Do any and everything that you can possibly get your hands on. But I just believe in a spirit of excellence. If you're not going to come into something with a spirit of excellence, I don't like people to play around in it.
0: Amen. 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 I mean, uh, the authenticity, there's an attack on on authenticity. I really do Mm -hmm. feel, Mm. you know, like there's so it's. Because everyone is so greedy. That's really what this is. How fast can we produce? How fast can we make money? Think about it. They are considering, while people are picketing, having a computer write a script in like 30 minutes. That means you really don't give a shit about the arts. I mean, look at what they're doing in schools. In the schools, the arts is under Mm -hmm. attack. There's no funding for the arts. We have a young lady whose episode is out before this one. Talking about museums, Mm. you know, just the funding of museums that are not like, you know, main, CGI, I think it's called, museums, black, diverse museums, books,
4: for God's sake!
0: It's just such an attack. Uh, And I feel like it's just a fear of a black planet.
1: Mm. You just... I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what they're doing. That's the underlining of everything. Like, that's what they're slowly trying to erase. It's like, you see what they're doing in Florida and NASA and everything like that. They're slowly taking, like, I remember I was talking, I was actually talking about this on Godfrey's podcast, but they, um, in certain books, like, they don't call it, they stop calling it slavery. They're like, oh no, slavery is too harsh. We'll call it a dented service. I'm like, it's supposed to be harsh because what y'all did was, was monstrous. like, But they're taking out the word slavery and they're putting in different words like indentured servants or the or they're, they're just taking and indentured out that servant word in
2: Indentured own is its own thing. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a totally
1: different thing. That's a whole thing. other thing. But they're mm-hmm. but they're, they're taking out they never really taught black history anyway, but now they're t- now they're like changing it drastically to make it seem like it's completely different. And it's and they're doing that because they want to erase our contributions to everything. Like they're not they're not even teaching, they're whitewashing everything. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah, Stace just put that. That's why they call it whitewashing. Yes, yeah. and Stace is white, so she know. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of the good ones. She's a good white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of. Belafonte is gone. Mm-hmm. Bel, uh, Harry Belafonte, which every year I think about him and I'm like, I was like, oh my God, if he just hold on one more year, one more year, one more one year. Here. so I can meet you, let me hug
2: you, let me touch you, one more
0: year. I mean, such a, a person. How do you all feel about the loss of Harry? Like, how did Harry, Harry Belafonte, did you know of him? Did you know of what he was about? I'll start with you, Mia. As a person who
3: is, um, I'm, I've always been a very, um a big reader, big big black history person and all that kind of stuff I, this is horrible to say but my main like um like awareness of him as a kid was obviously through the movie that's that yeah, like that what, that what i yeah yeah because like you know because i think about like from the time frame in which i grew up, like you like you know about people but you know obviously i didn't from the movies that I was watching as a kid, like I, I didn't watch. I wasn't actively like, oh, I'm watching a movie, but I did know about things like it oh, was. I take that back. I did watch um Carmen, um I believe, so, yeah. And so I, so I knew, you know, and I, I knew about Sherry, you know, I knew about her, you know, daughter. So like those, those are the things. So it's like you know, but but now as a as a full grown adult, you know, I can I you know I, I'll go back and read a lot of these things to go, oh, you know, I might have known just this piece because of this thing. But now I can go and go, oh, this was the full impact of where this person came from and how this contributed to, you know, the culture for us as black people and just in general. You know, I, mean, I just went back and read all these things. I'm like, why did I not know this? Like, like I know this piece and I knew this thing, but I didn't know all of this as a whole. This, this is some really, you know, this some an amazing story. It just, and it's well,
0: intentional that you don't know as much yeah, as you should know.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, but then you, know, you see all these things we did as far as the civil rights movement. And I'm like, how did I? I'm like, I knew about everybody else.
0: I'm
3: like, how did I miss?
0: How did I miss Harry He's in every photos? photo with Martin Luther King. You can see him in there. Yeah. yeah. Be in yeah. there.
3: So... So yeah, so there are some people that I think are a part of the cultural fabric. Uh-huh, Is that uh-huh, the word? You know, uh-huh. some people are kind of always there, but then you have to sometimes go, I need to actually go back and see how this all fits into this thing. Because some people are just kind of, like you know, if you know names and you know certain people. You're like, oh, yes, Sidney 48 Yes, Pierre Villefonte. and Then you realize the context of time in which they came along. And then you're like, Oh, the things that they did then have such a big impact on where I am now. But like you said, you don't always know those
0: things. Harry Belafonte and Sidney Poitier, best friends and occasional competitors, born nine days apart. Oh, wow. AI couldn't have got that right.
4: Pioneers
0: (laughs) in challenging and changing dominant attitudes towards Black men by steadfastly refusing to embody either beast or fool by being themselves and declaring what we all were and could be. Now, Vanessa, I saw you. I'm going to go to you because uh, were you looking I for I thought
2: it a- had been Fonte Record right here, but I couldn't find it. I, had, I found Claudine. I found Ray Charles. I found Lou Rawls. I found Lou Rawls. I found, I found an old Aretha. I did not. But I think I got Harry over here. I swear to God. But... Uh, <laughs> I was looking, I thought I know I got a calypso over the hill somewhere because I listened to it. I love calypso. So um I will go with you, Mia, and saying I think some of my first strong feelings about how great the music was was through Beetlejuice, because I just had to know where that song came from. Cause I wanna go home. there, you said that you said that you said that. But uh through that, it made me understand who he was and then just what a handsome gentleman that he was. And and that um, I was very much into Sydney Poitier. Now my parents very much into Sydney Um What the, the both Bohemian Brothers, correct? Now I think Sydney Poitier got to be a bo- Bohemian because every time I go into the Bahamas airport, his pictures up there. So I uh, and then um, Harry Belafonte as well. I just say Island Brothers. I, I excuse me, but the um, the point
0: to from the yeah, islands. Yeah, but the
2: point is that they did. They um, showed us what a distinguished black man was about, baby. You know what I mean? Um, just so poised, so good looking, so well dressed. Um, So well spoken, you know what I mean? So I think as far as movies and stuff like that, I watched a heck of a lot more um, Sidney Poitier um, because I loved um, a piece of the action and all the things he did with Bill Cosby and stuff like that. So that was and and then uh, uh, in the heat of the night, I just watched in the heat of the night like last month and I forgot how raw it was. I was like, they showing titties. In the heat of the night. But when it's hot, you got to bring your titties out. So that was definitely appropriate. But if you haven't watched stuff, you got to go back and watch them because it's some hard hitting stuff. You know what I'm saying? They were not pussyfooting around any type of subject matter, but they were bringing it to you in a way that uh, it's undeniable. You know what I'm saying? Um, And undeniable about the respect that we deserve as human beings and as um, intelligent, creative um, uh, folk. Just the dance and the thing, just everything. And then so, as far as the civil rights movement and stuff like that, my dad was straight up pro-black, all that stuff. So, um, we definitely, um, understood that the, uh, movement had to be financed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Harry Belafonte, <laughs> along with other, uh, prominent black folks were some of the main folks that were raising money, uh, getting that money to the movement so that we can have a lot of the freedoms that we have today. So, um, it's special as entertainers because we have such a power. You know what I'm saying? And I know we're going to get to this later mm-hmm. about Roy Wood and his speech and so forth, but, we are so like she said, we have such an opportunity to be woven into the fabric of, of America and into um um and into the history of creativity and stuff like that. You know, we have a voice. We have a bigger congregation than most pastors and people pay us to hear what we have to say. They pay before we open our mouths. So it's, uh, I understand the responsibility that can come with that and the influence that we have. And, and Mr. Belafonte and Mr. Portier were just extreme and wonderful um examples of what we can do and who we can be
0: yeah our elders Mm -hmm. man dick gregory all those he's very influential influential elders (laughs) uh that really held it together and led by great example and harry belafonte did not start off as an actor he was an activist first actor after i thought he was in the military or something as well Probably that, too. But he was definitely he says that acting just was something that came after he was like really, a really activist in the movement way before any of his acting work came in. So it just was a natural flow for him. As I, I, I say that because I think some people maybe in the acting field aren't as good at being activists. And that's OK. You know, maybe that's not in you. But. We do need people like a Hera Belafonte, a Dick Gregory, you know, a Sydney Poitier. People like that, really, I miss so much. I'm hungry for. Akim, you're you're like the youngest one, I think. Here, yes. Think.
1: Uh, so unfortunately, I, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't really privy to him. I I, I knew the name, but I'd, I I I'd be lying if I said I knew like his body of work. Unfortunately, I just didn't.
0: You gonna go back and um, watch now? Yeah.
1: I am, yeah. yes. Well, <laughs> I
0: Carmen am. is the best. Yeah I, yeah, I was just
3: about to say I meant Carmen Jones. I was like, I realized I was like, if I talk about Carmen, the hip opera, the fiance, with, heck, I meant Carmen Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, you, with Dorothy, Dorothy Dandridge, Dandridge changed
0: my life. It's what got me into theater the way I am today, mm. actually, with Harabella Fonsey, Pearl Bailey. Uh, Max Max Roach, which is Janice Adams. Uh, she's been on the show several times. That's That was her husband, Max Roach. And um, it's that show, if you watch it, and I do say, Akeem, go back and watch Carmen Jones. It's historic. It's like one of the movies that all entertainers should watch. It has all of the black entertainers I, of the I'm a, day I'm
1: write it down. was one of the
0: you when you think about like us getting into this field, that was a very difficult time. And yet it was an excellent movie. One to watch. It it threw it blew me away when I was in college. I remember I just happened upon it because I loved watching the Turner Classic movie channel. And I was like, what is this? And then, of course, Carmen Jones, she's such a host. So you'll love it.
1: I will. It's on. It's on Prime. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it later on. <laughs>
0: And did you see Roy? He killed it. course, running, everything. It was so good.
1: I got. To, I saw him run it at the cellar. Like I saw him doing some of the jokes at the cellar, and then seeing him do it like live was so. It was so so good. I was so. Yeah, it was. I was very very impressed. It was great.
0: What was it like seeing him work it out, though, for you as a young comic? Did it did it teach you something seeing to him see him work it do that? It was
1: really, really cool to see because he, he got on stage with, like, a notebook and just, like, kind of just worked it out and, like, riffed and, like, he would cross out jokes and he's like, oh, I can't do that, joke, can't do that. It was just really, really cool to just see him do it, and he just did it. He did, like, a lot of spots, that, like, probably five spots that night, and he every night, every show, he did it differently just to see if it worked differently. I only got to see him do it twice because I had other spots and shit, but... It was really, really, really cool to watch. And then seeing him do it, like, there was so... It was incredible. It was it was so, so good.
0: Yeah, see, AI can't do that.
1: No, not at all. Because it, it was so personal and fun. Like, the jokes... Yeah, the gun joke that he did, you could... Like, it hit, but, like, you could tell they were, like... It didn't hit as hard as it... It, hit, it actually hit harder at the cellar than it did there, which I'm not even... That made sense, though, because the cellar was, like, they're there to see comedy... They're not there to see comedy, so it hit harder at the cellar, But it still hit enough that it was like, no, that was a really good joke, and you guys, you guys should really get your shit together. As far as yeah, because like, they
0: controlled.
1: were like sitting there, like, yeah, oh my god, like, what, we passed
0: legislation.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. What was your favorite part, Mia? Oh god.
3: Well, I haven't sat down to watch it yet, which I am. What? Well, I know it's. It's, um, um it's, uh, it lives I, West Coast. I'm not, in I'm
1: not doing the right thing right now. Oh yeah. You were just in Vegas. I'm not
3: doing the right thing right now. Hilarious. <laughs> it's a shambles. Like every, yeah. And I, and I keep, yeah. So I have not I have read reviews, you know, like I've, I've read some of the jokes. I was like, of course, I mean, he's, he's Roy. Like I know it's going to be so you know, amazing. So now that will be what I will do. this thing. I wrote
1: notes. <laughs>
0: oh, phenomenal go. Did you have you had you had notes for the jokes? <laughs> she, she just she
1: just wound up both of us. She's like y'all ain't shit. Let me show y'all. Well,
0: <laughs> I uh, said it that's a writer so I
2: did Yes, expect, I am uh, a writer. Yes. I, that's my kind of thing. Um yeah. uh I look forward to to being in that in that kind of space. I thought Roy did a phenomenal job from his poise to his confidence in the in the midst of those uh, sometimes tight situations you're, you you're in a room full of stuffy people for the most part you know cause especially when they do that camera to the audience and you can see some people just yeah. ah! and other people like you know what i mean it's just it's yeah. such a um an energy or whatever and i just thought he carried himself so freaking well uh from the beginning to the end i his comfortability i did <laughs> never mind uh the fact that he came far, straight out and said let's give it up for dark brandon i said oh my god he gonna he gonna he gonna get it going Early <laughs> carried on, Chad. But I really enjoyed the voting systems joke he, and he, he, you know, and the callback to it with the whole like, and if yeah. anybody asks, my favorite voting system is Dominion. <laughs> if You you know, if you want the truth, give uh, Dominion in your booth, baby. Um, Really cute jokes. They're fun. They're light. And you have to laugh at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like the way Smart. that he integrated a little bit more of black culture, even if you knew what he was talking about or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, everybody I don't think knew who the Black Daddy was on Family Matters, but they still laughed at that joke. Um, yeah. there was another time that he, I think he brought in power and BMF and, and different references that you may or may not, uh, uh, um, know, but I liked it. He said, well, so I, this is from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? So many times, you know, you're in the audience and I don't understand everybody's references all the time. It, you know, so I just really enjoyed that. The Kamala joke, of course, um, hit. Home, you know what I mean, and, and made yeah. you think, you know, because nobody ever.
0: But they dragged him on the shade. Well, the shade room is not the shade tribe. Who
2: gives a fuck what they
0: hard. think? Um, it was crazy. I was like, what? you mean in the comments
2: or in the or the post, Marina? Kind of. both. Did they make it was a like post? The sh-
0: mm-hmm. they made a post about his comments about uh, Kamala, and then what and they were like thoughts. You know how do they do that? that. Yeah. Thoughts. So you talking about the people in the then,
2: comments or? Go ahead, baby. I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. People in the comments were like, don't give th- like I was surprised at how many people don't like Kamala Harris in the comments. They were like, don't give her anything. She ain't done shit for us. You'd be and surprised all this how and- many
2: young, uninformed, unintelligent people comment on the shade room. You know, you have to think about how many people look at it. You know what I'm saying? Then you have to think about what type of person takes the time to make an ignorant comment. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take that much brain juice to do so. Nor are people really all that informed about stuff in the first place. So the commentary in the uh, in the uh, um, in the shade room comments to me is for pure entertainment and funny. And when it gets too ignorant, where I really know that I don't know, sometimes I come out of there. You know what I'm saying? If it's not for the giggles, I'm definitely not coming in there because I think that people aren't informed.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like I was shocked. I thought they would have been like, "Oh, great job on giving her as a woman some type of notice." You know, I think he like, just gave it she, balance.
2: You know what I'm saying? Where you were saying yeah. all these things. But what do we hold these other people to? What standard do we hold these other people to? So I really I really like that. I like how he zeroed in on local reporting, you know, and the importance of local reporting. I'm glad that he mentioned the scholarship stuff because oh, I forget yes. what that yeah. correspondence dinner is even about. So, <laughs> <that>
1: <laughs> part, right?
2: you know, he just really from head to toe, just. Really, from the beginning to the end, just embodied everything, lo- covered yeah. everything. I loved
1: how he complimented his mom. His, he thanked was, his mom at the you end. You know I, I was just getting was... to that, I came. It's yeah.
2: Mother's Day. It's just May, baby. <laughs> but as a son to a mother, go ahead and speak yeah. your piece on it. I'm okay. <laughs> sorry. No, please. No, we. this is no, all about no, praise. I just, yeah.
1: I just thought it was very... I made, it made me, like, teary-eyed. Because mm-hmm. I lost my mom, like, six years ago. So it made me, like, really, really... That was just really cool to see her sitting there, like, watching her son... That moment was like super, super, it was really like authentic and st- it was really cool to see. It really
2: was. And he spoke a lot on family yeah. legacy and what his dad did and what his mom did. And he spoke on everything, but above all else, um, he was funny. And I think that we lose yeah. that sometimes as comedians. I don't know why we're in this age of, I got to let my opinion out or I have to do this TED talk without the funny. You know what I'm saying? Our job yeah. as comedians, first and foremost, even before information, is to be funny. I don't give a shit if you come out here and slip on a banana peel. You better make me laugh. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not accepting anything less than that. Now, we're not perfect, so I, you know what I mean? I'm not saying what percentage of laughter I need to have, but it needs to be predominantly about making us laugh. It's not about us putting our points out because if that was the case, we'd be preachers or motivational speakers or something like that. The whole... Yeah. Yeah. I know, it's a lot of TED talk. not care on. for it. The whole point of us doing what we do is to make people laugh, and he did a phenomenal job at it. Hats off to Roy Woods for sure.
0: Mia, you look like you were about to jump in on s- and say something. When people post things and
3: say thoughts like that, always drives me crazy because I'm like, you already think something, so stand on the shit that you. Have to yeah. so that, that that's I was gonna say, like to so sometimes like to put that thing like the you know what you already think about it, so just say what you think, and then if you want people to comment fine but like yeah that drives me crazy people thoughts and then <laughs> it just goes awry and then when nobody and then and that, that gives people too much of an easier place to go oh well I didn't agree with that or I did agree with it and it's like no 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 just said what you gotta say yes.
0: so that's on the spin-off of uh Harry Belafonte Sydney Portier and the class of black men. I mean, we talk a lot about black men. We've torn them down on here sometimes, and sometimes we raise them up. But I would say, like, what Roy brought was some class to that too. Classics. Like that, I have not seen in a while. Yeah. As, as while being really
2: Agreed. fun, it was classy. Some class. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know, like where has that been in the representation of black men? Thank you, Roy. You know, giving it up for your father, your mother, showing some intelligence. The, the thing that stood out to me also was that um, all he talks about the paywall, mm-hmm. all the essential, fair and nuanced reporting would said it's all stuck behind a paywall. Say what you want about conspiracy theory, but at least it's affordable. Mm-hmm. I think that resonated with the, the mm-hmm. in the room because I, who has the time? No, you know, we got all these streaming services. Who has the time to pay for it? A lot of times I try to get articles to you guys and they're like, oh, you got to pay for this. Yeah. It's like the average person, you want them educated? Stop putting it behind such a paywall that they can't afford it. You know, I and I and I like the way Roy was like understanding that you two can't go out and report for mm-hmm. free. But there's got to be a balance somewhere because someone's not getting the inf- someone is getting information. And it's Fox yeah. News. That's why it, I go. That's why we go know? to the
2: Shea room. Now I got to go to the Shay room, see what happened.
0: Because I had <laughs> it for free and I got to look at <laughs> thoughts and then go to the
2: comments yeah.
3: and try yeah. to get some information. Yeah. So it's such a great point. Screenshot this article for me, you know, like that's that's what we have to call a friend. Right. Right. Right.
0: Another interesting point about it is that it says in this article that was written on Deadline by um, Dominique Patton that Roy Wood Jr. may not have the name recognition of his old boss. Now, this is so so it's a big moment mm-hmm. because I think of these things as like I was talking to someone on Fortnite about how they didn't watch because and it wasn't Mateo. They didn't watch because they didn't know who he was. Yeah. They didn't know who Roy was. They knew who, who Michelle was. Michelle Wolf Wolf? was. let to say about the name of a whole bunch of other people. Who did I know? So it just didn't it I mean, for I them, but personally. it's just for them personally, they that's but I think these moments
1: of not Sorry I, to interrupt, but doesn't Roy have more of a track record. That's what I than thought than Michelle. I think at, at as far as like who you would know, I I no shade to Michelle. No, no, but, no, no shade, Michelle, sorry. But I th- But I it think is you would interesting know, know him more. Because this
0: person was white. You know, so I do oh. find it fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and gay man though. But I do find it fascinating who we get behind sometimes. And who we put in these positions. And it's really like this moment for Roy is such a big and rare moment. If a lot of people did not know who he was, like I felt like in that room for Michelle, I think they did know who she was because she's a white woman.
4: Yeah. Roy being
0: a black entertainer, they he has to say, you probably he had to address the fact that they didn't know Mm -hmm. who he was. He's very he's Mm -hmm. on it, he knows, he understands. Instead of assuming, you know, and I think, I think that's kind of the theme of this episode, like how you get to a point where people know Mm -hmm. you. It's difficult.
1: Well, I think that's the thing that's interesting about our, um, it's like, as black entertainers, we have to do something that white entertainers never will. And that is, we have to be mainstream. We have to cross over yeah. Because, like, they'll never, they'll never, we don't, like, we have to know what Friends is, the show Friends. They don't have to know about In Living Single. Mm-hmm. Like, In Living Color or Living Single or they don't One have to know about any of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> but we, ha- <laughs> we have to know about Friends and Seinfeld, but they don't have to know about, about um oh. the Parkers yeah. or Monique or anything. It's like, we have to know everything. They don't have to know anything. So I think that's always been so interesting is, like, we have to quote unquote be mainstream for the for the, for people to know who we are. Laurie Wood has to do all this other stuff and Michelle just has to exist. And that I think that's that, that's such a major difference. Yeah. You don't even realize until you're in the industry mm-hmm. then then cool. you realize it's like, "Oh, we got to do this 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 and then maybe we'll get these the white people will know who we are because now that we're on like a NBC show or something mm-hmm. or something hit." Meanwhile, they could just exist and they're like, "Hey, I'm here." They don't have. They don't have to get us. We have to get them.
3: And you, and you know what? Like, and, it, and it's so much stuff that, from a, a, a cultural standpoint, that like we you know as, as Black people, we just have to know. Them. Like, it just made me think about having a conversation with a friend who she hit me up one day. And she was like, "Did you know that that Debbie Allen and Melissa Rashad were sisters?" And I was like, "Yeah, who don't know that?" And then I was like, "Oh, you're you're white, right. <laughs> like you, like well, how long have you known?" And I was like. I mean, right. my whole life pretty much right. like for, for exactly, but it's that thing like you said, like it was, it's like they don't they don't have to know, so they're not gonna look for it, and we always have to do these extra things just to be like, hey, I'm I'm here, you know, mm-hmm. and and I can remember having a conversation one time with a comic who a white male comic who out of his mouth said. He didn't, he said it wasn't a whole lot of black female comics anyway. Like, that was the conversation. And I went, I was like, and I'm like, bitch, I can name 50 people off the top of my head right now. And he was like, really? It was like, it's just, it am like, if you're in this world with us, then you don't know. You know, you don't so care, just, you don't care to know. Said, you don't care to know. Right. Exactly. Like, it's like, you
1: don't need And any, you don't have to know. You don't have mm-hmm. to know. And
3: that's, that's a lot of. A lot of what it is it's just a, it's the what we're we have to know everything they don't have to know anything
0: <laughs> View today uh, at the end of the show Whoopi she was like I just want to say I hope they use Roy Wood for the Daily Show yes. now we've had several people on the View that we know our friends who who have been on the trial for the Daily Show but we're going to say it here We we're we're all saying we would like Roy he deserves it. We are actually, she actually said it. I thought, yeah, thank you, because he needs that, you know? Here, 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 here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And Roy, don't forget. Us, oh, I'm going to text him as <laughs> soon as we get off of here. <laughs>
1: Yeah. no i think it's a clear choice that it should be him the fact that the, yeah, he's that, worked that,
0: on the show for years he's you know? amazing
1: he's yeah. one of the best parts of the show
3: hilarious
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a
3: stand-up like his his just his commentary about everything it's just like you could tell he just does all the research reads everything i mean and like his points if you like this is really dope like i'll watch his specials and just be like what am I talking about? I'm talking about that. I'm over here talking Not about true. that. Like, Not true. Mia. <laughs> yeah, but no, was just really, I like, mean, yeah, he, he, the like, trajectory of his career, his pedigree, his just,
2: uh, uh, as you said, even his social media presence, the way that he is on top of everything. He's clever. He's quick. And and and, and again, even
1: his like journalism history. It's, yeah. it's all like perfect yeah. for him to be. He was made to be a the king. show.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Come with it. Come with it,
3: Vanessa.
1: I went to school in Florida. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I didn't go to college, okay? So I didn't read those books. School. I was lying. I yeah. never read any of those books.
0: Every education, every school in Florida should be labeled remedial oh, education.
3: So. You are so funny. <laughs> you know, not
0: one damn book over there. Now, this is a topic that I've been loving. To, I, I just wanted my assistants put in here. And I think, Vanessa, you always crack me up with these. Smokey Robinson oh. reveals affair with Diana. See? <laughs> already yeah, Listen. Did we have to know this?
2: <laughs> Smokey, you could have said so... smoke and mirrors, honey. You should have kept <laughs> it smoke and mirrors. That was none of our business, honey. Nobody, it said was nothing. so unnecessary. Rhythm. Nobody
1: asked him, no one, it wasn't, it was so unsolicited. No one asked, it was wild. We Can went I... from
3: class to class. This, sir. I, this, sir? I love mess, and I have always loved being a to J- <laughs> mess. And, um, I, as a kid, I read. Um, Mary Wilson's book, Dream Girl. My mm-hmm. life was free. Oh, you she love She talked that. about it in that book. Yeah, I mean, I was 10. And look, look, my parents, they, I sometimes had to be like, Do you know that y'all gave me tabloids? Like, y'all let me read, but, but yeah, but I actually had that autobiography because my next door uh was a librarian, and uh, she would give me just, Story books, just I Story just too. I know it's a to look mess. It's a mess. But I remember reading it back then, and it just feels like, at ten, be like, because you are so scandalous. so I was like, people have relationships outside of their marriage. What? And it was so <laughs> stunning to me okay. at the time. I was, it was a, it was. So yeah. yeah. So for him to be, for him to be talking about it now, it's like, I was like, wait a minute, guys. I was already in this. <laughs> um, you already had the tea. But team. It's, just so, it's just so wild and for him to like he could just be saying anything. Why he gyrating? Yeah, what's that? That gyration moment he got up and did the little, all of <laughs> that out there.
2: Uh uh. Smokey. Smokey had backed it up and did that little, that little. I, Smokey, put that up. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I just don't Smokey. understand why he had L-B- to say something. A, he's, he
0: was doing Vlad's interview, Was that during the Vlad interview or was that a different interview? This was during the Guardian interview. So this is another random. While discussing his career. In an interview with The Guardian, Smokey spilled the tea on his long-ago affair with the Supreme Singer. The famed singer-songwriter was married to his first wife, Claudette Rogers, at the time and notes that the relationship with Ross, Diana Ross, lasted about a year. Mm. He went on to explain that he now realizes he was in love with two people and at the same time, and you can't control who you fall in love with. What question did The Guardian ask to prompt him... (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. What
2: question made you say that?
1: <laughs> they, they asked him how his day was going.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I slept with Diana Ross. That is. Uh, talk about
2: your career, Smokey. Well, you know, in the early days,
1: who asked you? Right. But Do you think he just did it to get clicks? Do you think that's why? Because he knew it would blow up? How would
3: he? No. It's because he's a 19, man. And they are
1: That'd evil. Be.
0: They evil. <laughs> Mia. <laughs> Because go he's got green eyes. You say he got evil intent. I'm going
1: to see how he looked look when he was young. Oh, Hold
0: on. Uh, he no,
2: Smoking was, was a winner, especially back in that kind of day. I mean, the, the good I'm hair. with the, nothing not anything about
0: anything else be but be with being you. With, be with you. you. Yeah. Come on, Lorena. Oh, yeah.
2: He
1: would
2: have got it back you, in
1: the
2: day. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, he was fine. I <Temperature> is the new. And, <laughs> and, oh, I love his stuff. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Ray you brighter. really breaking it down. Tears of a clown, honey. Uh, uh, it Either. just was a, a, what was this? Um, Ooh. Oh my God! Oh. Yeah, he could have got it. This, this, this,
1: black, this is the black and white mean, picture. This is the one.
2: He, I mean, come on now. But everybody wants to cute. kill the T on Diana. I said, let dirty Diana be dirty Diana if that's what she was doing. From Barry going into this one and that one, and you know the girl daughter's still working. You don't do that with Miss Ro- uh, the other Miss Tracy Ellis Ross out here. You don't talk about nobody's personal business like that. They, they cheering out Look, Evan Ross can hear you. You don't talk about nobody's business like that. Not the grandbabies know about it. You was Uncle smoking. Now you done came over here and disrupted, disrupted the, the the holiday meal. Ain't nobody, you know they're going to talk about this at the holiday meal. The Mom's Day meal, yes. You, know I mean? you don't do that. That's just tacky. I don't like people that speak on that. that. You don't speak on that. That's supposed to be our private hour.
1: It was so tacky. And it also was so unsolicited. That's what's so wild about it. It's like he's not, it's like he asked you, have you ever had an affair? And he's like, Well, I guess I should tell the truth. I was like right. no, they didn't even ask you that. Oh, no one said mm-hmm. nothing like that. But Ugh.
0: maybe he was having a senior moment and forgot he shouldn't say certain things. Who else ha- wasn't that Quincy Jones? Remember Quincy Jones had a senior moment, started telling everybody business? Do you remember that? <laughs> You that. Uh, he said you got to take away the keys and the mouth. You got to take it away because
2: Quincy went and told her got a got a whole tale all reveal uh, everybody been in.
0: What did Quincy, Quincy tell?
2: About, Everything. Yeah, who he say was uh with uh, screw anything walking man or woman. He um, said he said, it was,
3: said Richard Pryor. He said Marlon Brando. Marlon said Brando. That's what the, it
2: was. He said Marlon Brando was screwing. It was screwing the he mailbox. If he said hello. He did. He said Richard Pryor, Marlon Brando, or something like he had a little fail, something. Yeah,
1: Marlon
3: was fine, though. He could have got it. I mean... yeah. When I saw that documentary, I was like, plus all the interviews, I was like, yes, Quincy, give me more. Oh, Quincy, Quincy had to tell
0: his own tea. (laughs)
3: Smokey
0: Robinson is having a moment, though. He keeps coming up in these conversations. Smokey Robinson, he keeps... Just having a moment where young people, like, there's no question that young people know who Smokey Robinson is because of the gyrating. Is this his PR company trying to <laughs> make more money? Does he, you Wait, know, in a new day and age? Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention this about Carabella <laughs> Belafonte. Not knowing that he's about to say, did he do it to um, Diana too? <laughs> I will say someone someone did put a nasty comment on my YouTube about. Herra Belafonte and his relationship with Arthur Kit, which I know nothing of. Oh, and they were like, yeah, they were like, because okay. we on every Saturday we go live on YouTube just to go over the podcast. Someone left a comment about his relationship with Arthur Kit. being kind it? of tumultuous. I don't know. I've never well, heard of it. Oh, I know. Uh, he, um,
3: uh, <laughs> oh, you know this one, huh? I see an old, I see an old Oh, tea. well tell me, tell me, T.T. <laughs> If I'm not, if, okay, if, if I could be, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the whole thing about him telling her that basically Black women couldn't do that form kind of thing. Like, that. that's where their relationship had some, because she was like, she had this interview, she was like, oh, no, like, that's what he said to me. Like, that's why and their thing was kind of about, it was something along those mm-hmm. lines about her being a, a um
0: uh, Yeah. Well, Eartha Kid looked like she was difficult. And I know that sounds like
2: a horrible a, thing to say about a black brand, woman, though. And that's what she talks about: why she yeah. acts the way she does, and why she was so hard ass, and why she was so—you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean Eartha Kid looked like she would take this a lot.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. I was. Yeah, I was. Listen, I said I stayed. It says I said he told her I don't want you to take this seriously. No black woman can do anything for it. What sexualist? Yeah, about their little, about their, their, their relationships. Um, Some folks like, is that yeah, way. Yeah, they got their preferences. Said, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: she said, "Wait, Harold <laughs> Belafonte's wife was white. One of them
3: was. I think his second wife." Cause I would, uh. I would,
2: I would last. You know how I feel. I don't care nothing about the same way I don't care about Smokey and Diana. I don't care nothing about what you do in your boudoir. If you, you know what I mean? Like if, if <laughs> As long as there's all participating in agreeing parties, I don't mm-hmm. care nothing about what go on in your boudoir, what type of a man, what type of husband you was, all that type of stuff like that because Your purpose, for me, isn't for that, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Like, as human beings, we put out our creativity, we do our good works, we do whatever, and we all have our challenges. We all have our things, especially when it comes to personal lives, because that gets into how we were brought up and what demons we may have and what pieces of ourselves we haven't healed yet, you know what I'm saying? So, I try to stay out of that unless I knew you personally. You know what I'm saying now? I know you personally. (laughs) Maybe I got something to do with it, but other than that, I'm just here to receive the gifts that you press out the same way I want people to receive what I have to give to the world as well so you know if you ain't like black, if you men. right if you didn't like us sexually you sure did stand up for us socially so I don't know I don't know what to say <laughs> about that there
4: <laughs>
2: I don't know <laughs> yeah there's probably more I'm to sure. it he might have just said that to earth for the get her to leave him the fuck alone <laughs> You know how you tell somebody, I'm gay. Like, bitch, you ain't gay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like oh, black just women. Like,
4: yeah, just leave me alone. Your wife yeah. is black. Yeah. I don't like them.
2: I don't like them. <laughs> just, just to get her off his back. You don't know.
4: Mm-hmm. Did anybody else You'd hear never it? Know. No. I'm just...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but one of the stories, the, the best uh, uh, okay. stories about him that stand out to me was that he was refused residency. He tried to get an apartment on the Upper West Side in New York City and they found out he was black and they refused him uh a place speaking of like i always love when when people talk about Harlem and and where and they don't understand why black people get so mad when white people move into Harlem cuz we weren't allowed to move where you live yeah and now you just going to come up in here and, and act where we live yeah, and yeah. gentrify it. and act and, and my neighborhood. look at me when i'm coming into my building yeah you going to look at me i'm going to look at you they so, everywhere, and they walk in corridors. So they're everywhere. But yeah. he bought the building. Yeah, I oh. was hoping that was going to be the end of
2: the story. I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> that is the end of the story because he,
0: he sent his representatives to buy the apartment. They still found out who was black. They said no. So Harry bought the building. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. The passing note of the white woman who claimed to cause Emmett Till's murder yes, has she finally died.
1: finally died. Won't he do it?
0: Well, I think, did somebody uh-huh. say, I hope you die
2: in excruciating pain? Because that's the way I be feeling Stuff like that, like I don't.
1: She died of cancer, unfortunately. Like so, I guess it's painful enough.
2: No, you mm-hmm. were ninety-two. however old you was? That don't. Mm-mm.
1: No, she was eighty, right? She could have. She they should have <laughs> locked up. If we're being honest, like they should. She and the people spent that those did last, it. yeah. Them last few
2: yeah, years, yeah. She should
1: have spent those last little her twilight years laid up with some little cha- medical facility, gonna, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Maybe it ain't she hardcore been, jail. She should, yeah, she should have got locked up.
0: Done it before for who are really old living in Brooklyn. We were responsible for many Jews going, dying, mm-hmm. and just hanging out in Harlem, I mean, in Brooklyn somewhere, trying to act like, oh, you don't know me. And you find out this person was definitely responsible. So, yeah, they've done it. Ollie Gordon, one of Till's cousins, said in the days after he went missing, the home was full of fear because people knew there was a strong likelihood he had been killed. Gordon said she had mixed emotions about Donham's death. She was never tried in the court of man, but I think she was judged by God and his wrath is more punitive than any judgment or penalty she could have gotten in a courtroom. I don't think she had a pleasant or happy life. Well, I need to know that she didn't.
1: I agree. Because it's like at the same time. She had the opportunity to have a, a pleasant life. She had the freedom to have. Eighty eight is old. Yep. yep. Like that's a lot. That yep. eighty eight is like average, like yeah. life expectancy. So it's like she's not, she actually died at like forty or fifty or sixty. Pat Brown. Oh, <laughs> I love
0: Pat. Pat. We're actually on a recording of friends yeah, like us, and they can Hi, hear Pat. you. Hey Pat. Vanessa oh, Fraction thanks. is here. Oh hey. So, back. I'll call you back, Pat. You want to say hi to the to the podcast? Say hi real quick. Hey, podcast.
4: Hey, Pat. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back.
3: Oh, I love Pat. Hell oh, yes. I <laughs> love Pat. That. Oh, my God. So, um,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like religion for us in the Black community has been so beneficial for white Americans.
3: Mm-hmm hmm Say it again. You, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. Religion for us has been so beneficial for black, for white, for white Americans because we rely on religion to sort of heal what's not been mm-hmm. healed and solved. Reparations, we never got reparations. We still get redlined. We still get all this description. This woman was allowed to live until 88 years old, live out her truth until she was 88 years old. The family... And so what what we have is to just go well God God going to do hopefully, it. Hopefully God had made, it, you know, he gave it retribution. Yeah, I'm not uh-uh. I say go for the generations of of her family. That's what I say. Get something. Them
1: something. Someone someone should have to pay 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 restitution for to the Till family. Someone should. So if she's dead, okay, cool. Well, your grandbaby's got to pay something. $20 a they week. Gotta, yeah. Something. Like pay something off. like yeah, exactly.
2: So I mean I don't know. I wouldn't want to pay for my granddaddy crime, but I will
1: say,
2: <laughs> well, I know, right? Now I, that you think I wouldn't pay my granddaddy crime, but I get the sentiment. Yeah.
0: Sins of our fathers, sins mm-hmm. of our mothers.
2: But now I will say if she was wealthy or something like that, then yes, you do have money to give. There a such thing as restitution. There isn't such thing as you stole and then something has to be paid back. So no, you shouldn't be able to as a um uh, uh, what do you call the people to come after you?
1: Ancestors? No, the oh, um, af- descendants. De- descendant. Yeah, the other way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you shouldn't be able to uh, receive greatness from that. Like, if she had a book deal, any of that type of stuff, you shouldn't be able to get no money off of that mm-hmm. because there was a crime that she never had to pay for that was, you know, committed the same way if the Rockefeller stole a bunch of shit or stole some beach land. You got to get it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but <clears throat> no, I'm not going to pay out of my own, you know, what I'm, stuff, but I'm not going to be able to receive what granddaddy had. You know what I'm saying? So, The father, like I'm saying, where I don't want to pay for my granddaddy's sins. Now, granddaddy left me an inheritance and it wasn't right. Well, then now I got to get that back because granddaddy was not never right. You know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't have to be where I got to go get an extra job because granddaddy did something. You get what I'm saying? Right.
1: But at the same time, I think people don't even realize that she admitted to doing it. Like, it's not like we're just saying she did it. We think she did it. We got to prove it. It's like, no, she already admitted that she did it. So why the fuck is she not why the fuck did they not lock her up? It's not like they would have to Cuz
0: they say it's still murky. It's not murky. The... She said yes. <laughs> she said she is the reason because she is not the actual person did the act. who did the crime. You an accessory. Take your ass to jail.
1: She's an accessory to murder though, which is still a crime. Yeah. But back in that day and age, she knew what would happen if she when she did what she did. Just like white women know what happens when they call the police on a black person. They know what's going to happen. There's a history of it behind it. So it's not like she didn't know. It's not like she didn't know. That's why sometimes when you see these carers on the phone, they're adamant about describing the person they're calling the cops on as Black. They always say, I'm African-American. Like, they're adamant about that because they know what that equals.
0: In an obtained, unpublished memoir of Dunham's More Than a Wolf Whistle, she wrote that she was unaware of what would happen to Till. Historian and author Timothy Tyson of Durham, North Carolina, decided to release the memoir She's a liar. after researchers found an arrest warrant on kidnapping charges that was issued for Miss Roy Bryant in 1955, but never served. Tyson said in a statement Thursday that Donham's precise role in the killing of Till remains murky, but it's clear she was involved. It has comforted America to see this is as merely a story of monsters, her, among them. What this narrative keeps us from seeing is the monstrous social order that cared nothing for the life of Emmett Till, nor thousands more like him. Neither the federal government nor the government of Mississippi did anything to prevent or punish this murder. You know, And th- in the last year, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, get it, last year, was signed. Yeah. Last year by President Biden, which made lynching, lynching a federal crime. Last year.
2: Point uh, back to Roy Wood real quick, the joke when he said um, President Biden be taking a whole lot of naps and everybody was like, oh. And then um, he said, but when he wake up, though, he gets shit done. When he wake (laughs) up, he he, he (laughs) said, uh, down with student loans, he said he wake up and he didn't pass some infrastructure bill. He wake up. Did we ever get Brittany Griner? So and he wake it, up yes. and he and yeah. he uh, signed the anti lynching bill. So yeah. I mean, hilarious
0: still. Oh. I'm so glad he said that because there's so many people who make age jokes about Biden, and I'm like, what's the alternative, folks? These jokes aren't working for us to call him old like this because the alternative is the Republican old Party.
2: What are you talking about? The other but one is old.
1: Here's here's how I feel about it, and I don't even. <laughs> this is if you were alive. Because these old people, I'm tired of them being president. If you were alive during segregation, you shouldn't be president. Like, if you were alive during... Not not like if you were two or three, but like if you were actively alive during segregation where you had to during separate schools, to, you can't be president. I,
2: I was in the desegregation program. I'm 43. I get what you're saying about the strong civil rights movement part, but segre- all this segregation and all this stuff that they've tried to do to fix it, Went on and it's still going on in a lot of ways, so it's like it's hard. But I know what you're saying. I'm just being an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ain't putting no holes on me, baby. I know what you're saying. They ain't putting no <laughs> holes on me, child. So I get it.
1: As long as you get the, as long as you get the sentiment. Yeah,
2: but I was marching. Uh, I was out there marching. hmm
0: Mia, what were you about to say? You are saying. <laughs> oh,
3: what was what, what, what that about? Well, no, just to the to the. Um, to the point of you just saying like, hey, if your answer is in yeah, the 70s, just right. have a food
2: Yeah. Have a say it's, it's
3: too old. Be an don't advisor, too old. be a
2: consultant.
0: Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. You don't need the job. It's too rigorous. Yeah. I mean, we is still too- have president. We had a president who rapes and like, I mean, he really lowered the bar. Yeah. And he's a criminal. Yeah. He's a so- impeached, person and he, he's lied to the American mm-hmm. people several times and he caused a riot on January 6th and he's running for president.
2: Once this happens, you can't run for president. Like if you have bad credit or if you lied to the American <laughs> people, if you've been impeached <laughs> twice, if you, where is the parameter for you can't even run? Is there one? The same with what uh, what's his name? Um,
1: I think you can't be a felon. So if he got convicted of these crimes, then he couldn't run because he's a he's he would now be a felon and then he can't run. I think The old white man. They will find a way around it. There's no there's loopholes for white rich people. Yeah. So. But even
2: with the George Santos thing, like, isn't there something where you can't participate in government if you're a liar, a known liar, if you lie on your resume? If the, the same thing. I can't get a job at Trader Joe's. If I lie on my resume, and if I, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like all these type of things, or having diamonds from prostitutes and shit like that, I can't even work
3: at the Trader Joe's. It's already, it's already a, a system that's been built on lies for years. They're probably like, well, "What's another liar?" Who cares? There are no guardrails. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, for, for every, everything else other than politics, there are. <laughs> right, right yeah. right
1: which, guess, which is yeah, wild why you should
3: be able to work at trader joe's mm-hmm. yeah, should be able to
0: work. <laughs> yeah you're right he it made is, the point yeah. roy wood about france and them uh age limit yeah raising the uh retirement age from 64 I mean, to 62 yeah. or something like
2: that or what, 62 64, to 64 yeah. excuse me
0: uh uh-huh. That's just like, what, two or three years and like we're upset and like Biden. Biden begging <laughs> you know for I a mean? job at 80. It was begging for a job. Yeah, it's such a great point. I mean, we're in a in a place in America where we're starting to see like, I mean, it's been become very obvious to the mass that nothing has ever been fair for anyone.
1: Yeah. That's uh, that, black or that's white. That's why I always thought, even when Trump was running, when he always said "Make America Great Again," I was like, "That's such a racist slogan," because mm-hmm. "Again" implies that it was ever great, and it's never, it's never been great for us.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know, that wasn't his original. Um, you know, that was a Reagan slogan, "Make America Great," and then he. So that oh, that's why frigid. he put the again on it? Hilarious. Are you guys
0: watching? I've watched Succession, which is like, I feel bad. I should also watch Power because I feel like he made such a good point about Succession is for white people and Power is for black mm-hmm. people. <laughs> but I've never watched Power, but I I do watch Succession. When you watch Succession, you see the ins. They go in. You see the ins and outs of all of this stuff. I've never like, seen it. Oh. I haven't watched it. Oh my God. God, it's very eye opening. I'm very behind. It's like I'm in the third season and so it's fourth season. When you when you watch the stocks, right, you watch like I used to think, what is this? Like, it's so unnecessary watching the stocks, these little charts and stuff. But when you really start paying attention, you see like today, like the Federal Reserve, the federal bank, another bank just collapsed. We see how. All this stuff is allowed to happen, whereas the average person cannot possibly do some of these things that these yeah. banks get away with, these corporations get away with, um, the executives of all of these networks that we work for get away with. It's never been never. fair. I mean, that's the one point Trump had, right? Is that it's always been rigged.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was just the has, one he was just one of the ones rigging it.
0: He was basically saying. Hey
1: guys,
0: (laughs) I'm part of this rig. I know all about. Look how it
1: works. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Anyway, this was a fun episode having you guys on. All the comedians, yes. Finally, I miss my comedy buddies.
1: It was nice to We're be gonna... on. Was yeah. it? And Vanessa, I don't think we've never met before. We haven't. So was I was really gonna nice say I didn't you. know if I needed
2: to wait till we was all stop recording, but I was like, oh, stop! Okay. If I can get your phone number. I came. I'm being New York in June. I'm gonna do the whole thing, honey.
0: Oh my goodness, you guys have. You guys seem like you knew each other. You're no. So- <laughs> Did he behave, <laughs> Mia?
3: Let me tell you this: he he is only behaving because he is in the company of black women. <laughs> <laughs> I can't was white, people, so that's why he was. <laughs> oh my gosh, just, didn't show up on time, he just was all off topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because my, my sister and I have designated ourselves as his caretakers, so <laughs> <laughs> this
1: was- Lord, listen, I live a wild life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do. I see, I've been seeing, I see Akeem, you know, like on 4th Street when they were walking from like the comedy cellar to the village underground. And when I say that someone just sprays like, I'm available sexually, like I was like, I say, what? Akeem, if they're like, he looks like a peacock just walking down the street and it's like, hey, I'm
1: available sexually like a person. <laughs> Because I need people to know that I need to be wiped up. I need to be wiped up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you want to <laughs> come? I, was I like, have
2: so many questions, Akeem.
0: <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> I said, Akeem, if you don't
3: stop with that walk I have to see
2: it oh at this my. point.
3: That's the way God oh. made me walk. That's how I walk. It's a straight, it's a full on. Is it a
2: sachet yeah. away?
1: I've been hitting the gym and running and getting my it's almost summer, so it I gotta is. get my short
2: shorts.
0: Yes, that is Yes. My hoop. At the Hoo- airport. We were at the airport and shorts. one of the waiters was like I was like, is he hitting on you? I remember that? Oh yeah, oh. he
1: was cute. I would've hit back, but you was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was cute. Well, how did I ruin hey, it? I'm, home, just in, I'm just standing I'm just because I didn't want to be rude and like put on, put on, you know, because we was having I lunch. I wanted to see it. If, I if wanted you... to see.
0: I saw part of the action. I saw, I saw the little.
1: He was cute color. too, the oh, server. I tipped him while. Oh, did you ever? I'm <laughs> trying to
2: give him your tip. The tip of your
1: dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. He was sir. eating those, eating those Delta eggs. <laughs> Delta scramble eggs. Uh, I was judging you. I was like, no, we go- you Because I
1: was hungry. Where's, you were going to St. Louis. Where was I going?
0: Opening for Godfrey somewhere, I believe. Maybe
1: Chicago. I don't remember. D.C. Maybe. Yes,
0: but you yeah. were just sitting there. It was too early to be flirting and sexual. It's not you too early
1: for me, girl. <laughs> In
0: the airport, it was like 6 a.m. and he's like,
1: "I was like, look at this." I had just anyway, got a haircut this- too. Probably my beard is probably trimmed.
0: <laughs> this was a really great episode. I am gonna go out. I will start with you, Mia. Tell um, our listeners where they can follow you. Well, hello listeners.
3: I can be found at Mia Comedy on Instagram. And then our website, MiaJackson.com. And friends like us. There's always someone available. Who can wrangle. Oh ah, my <laughs>
4: Wrangle, wrangle, wrangle. <laughs> Akeem.
1: Uh, Hello, you can follow me on Instagram at Akeem Woods, A K E E M Woods Vanessa. I already followed you. And (laughs) um, AkeemWoods.com for tour dates. I'm going to be in Denver um, May 17th through the 20th. So AkeemWoods.com has tour dates. Uh, Pride Month's coming up, so I'm doing a bunch of gay stuff. So (laughs) come to some of my gay shows. uh, I'm doing uh, Orlando and Chicago and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, AkeemWoods.com. And with friends like us, uh, we'll always have the tea.
2: Yes. Wait, oh, yes. yes. Old tea, new tea. Vanessa. Oh, what up, listeners? Please follow me at Vanessa Fraction on all social media. Um, I'm trying to get my TikTok up, so follow me over there, even though I, I don't do shit on there. But listen, follow me anyway. Um, you can uh, go to VanessaFraction.com, all that great stuff. Please listen to, listen to me on the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast hosted by T Pain. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts on there it's super dope you can watch it on YouTube and you can listen to it wherever you listen to your regular podcast like Friends Like Us and uh, also Father's Day I will be at NJ Pack Father's Day I'm doing Earthquakes Father's Day show um, it's June 18th it's gonna be a um, a super awesome show um, I can't remember I think Nephew Tommy Tony uh, Roberts and um, uh, uh, Donnell Rollins I think I can't probably somebody else too I'm, I'm missing somebody but God bless it's gonna be a great show so June 18th at NJPAC. And with friends like us, um, uh, dang, with friends like us, we can appreciate what we all do for a living and the impact we can have on our world today.
0: Ooh, Ooh a Say word, whoa. <laughs> Coming in strong, Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. Please follow us on Patreon, too, and you get a chance to watch us uh, during our recordings like Stace and Tamara, who are both back here backstage. Thank Woo! you so much for joining us backstage. Woo! Stace says uh, she wished that she still lived in Denver. She would see you, Oh, that's so sweet. So, uh, Just so you know, <laughs> we have very supportive fans. <laughs> and it's been a great show. Just, again, follow me, marinafranklin.com. Oh! I have to mention, I am doing an hour at the Fat Black Bar, May 22nd, as well. Very important show. On May 25th, I am doing a fundraiser for a school that was defunded in Harlem. Very important show. Um, you can, we will have the information up soon, but it will be at the only Black-owned comedy club in New York City that is the Harlem Comedy Club, okay, May 25th. The performers there, Yamanika Saunders, um, Keith Robinson, and Bevy Smith. Bevy Smith will also be there hosting. And it is probably um, one of the most shows that I'm the most proud of right now so you know because we gotta help we gotta help the yeah. babies all right so let's help raise some funds for the babies in these schools that are really defunded while they're de- while they're funding the police so there it is and with friends like us you can have funny friends to make your day even better and funnier and inspirational Yay! yes
1: okay. Check Check us out. Out. Check out. That, oh. that was it. <laughs> you said what, we could what, sing it. Yes,
0: it was perfect. I don't <laughs> worry about it.